It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of Vsin Bet Center live from Las Vegas on a Saturday night. We would not have it any other way. College football Saturday, and in a little bit, we'll get into our previews for NFL Sunday. Back with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson uh, with Wyatt Tomchek, our outstanding producer behind the glass. We've had a couple more games that we did not get to touch on in hour number one as we start the show going rapid fire, getting you up to date with the latest in the college football live lines and the biggest games of the night as we come down the stretch. A game, though, we didn't get to mention, Jeff. On down in Death Valley, good one between Auburn and LSU it tonight, is? and, and uh, well, it was <laughs> until the game started, <laughs> and it has been all Tigers. Pen zip thirteen twenty six to go uh, in the first half, Jeff, and and just it was you know an interesting spot uh, coming in here where you get LSU at home night game at Orgeron, so, you know you get you get all the superlatives in that spot, and and for Auburn, who I know you've not been very impressed with so far this season. Young coach trying to navigate an SEC schedule. Uh, Jeff, what have you made so far, though? I mean, this this was a game LSU only favored by three. I think a lot of people were surprised. This could this be a little bit higher? But we know there's been struggles on the LSU side, and, and it's been uh, all one-way traffic so yeah, far. Yeah, this was one of those where I actually considered taking and laying with LSU. Uh, I didn't bother because I don't think they're really any good. Uh, the, the big thing with Auburn now, uh, first off, last week, uh, very lucky to survive against Georgia State. Uh, needed 
Yeah, uh, I, I needed some interesting referee. Needed needed some help from the officials. Uh, needed a, a miraculous touchdown from uh, Finley uh, at the end. Bo Nix did start this game. He's now been benched. TJ Finley is now in the game for Auburn. So look, I, there's a, con- a quarterback controversy down there a- in Auburn. This is really again a team that I don't think is really any good. I don't think either of these teams are particularly good. I think LSU uh, is just average. They're a bowl team. They're nothing more than that. And Auburn's probably the same as well. So uh, I, I didn't play anything here. I think these numbers that are live right now are right. Uh, LSU up 10 nothing, playing 9.5 at DraftKings, 52.5 your total. I think those are both right numbers. So nothing right now in game for me. And we just saw a big run for Auburn get at least partially wiped out by a, a personal foul behind the play. So a, a big gaff there for Auburn trying to get uh, back into the game. Uh, so we'll see the uh, where the yardage ends up resulting from there. But that's a game we have not had not hit on yet. As far as some of the other uh, the other action, and in the SEC, we mentioned another. Uh, this was a potential upset alert of the number of upsets we've seen throughout the day, and and ones potentially brewing tonight. Mississippi State uh, on the road trying to pull off that upset, going to Texas A&M. They led 24-13. There was a 25-yard touchdown run though by uh, by the quarterback for A&M to get this to 24-19 uh, in this spot from Zach Calzada. Mississippi State just kicks a field goal to make it 24-22. They had gone for two, didn't get it, did the Bulldogs, or did the Aggies against the Bulldogs. So now 24-22, there's your live line. State's laying a point and a half, uh, 5.39 to go. This would be a pretty, as you mentioned earlier, Jeff, bad loss to take for the Aggies, but uh, they, they are in a spot now where a field goal wins the game. Well, I, I was going to say, why did A&M just kick a field goal with six minutes to go down five? But it was fourth and 19 at the 27-yard line. So I guess it's all right. Give him a pass there. Set yeah, seven I gotta give, I'll, give him, I'll give him a pass, uh, especially with A&M's defense. A&M's defense is legitimately good. So, But look, again, this is a game. If you're A&M, I don't care that Calzada's been your quarterback. I don't care on this. You can't lose this game at home to Mississippi State if you're a real competitor. And also, too, your season is completely done if you lose this game if you're, a, if you're A&M. Now, if Alabama next week, they would lose to Alabama by a lot. Anyway, I don't know how Calzada would be able to move the ball against that defense. So, but look, this is a, a year with high expectations in Texas A&M, another high win total as well. And if they don't come back against Mississippi State, we're looking at A&M's win total going under on 10-9. Probably right. What, what do you make that line next week? <laughs> I, look, that Ole Miss-Bama game opened behind us at 20. It was bet down to 15. You liked Ole Miss as well today, I, didn't I, you? Look, I lost on Ole Miss. Uh, even though I have one great in-game number that was uh, an interesting one, to say the very least, I got home on <laughs> Ole Miss. But look, I, I would say, I think Alabama should be a larger favor than they favored than they were in Gainesville. That would be what it was. That was 15. I think it like should be 17 and, uh, 17 and a half, 18, something in that pocket. That's what, I would, I, that's what I would make it. Uh, Calzada just... He, he, not ready for the moment. He just isn't. I don't think I'd be grabbing those points either. Nah, even, I would definitely even with, not. A line, even with a line like that. Uh, one bet Jeff was on earlier. We'll just we'll just say the score just because it's a great score. Uh, Jeff taking Liberty is a three-point underdog at UAB. Your current score, Liberty 36, UAB 5. Look, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> did did, uh, to go did UAB the block the PAT and return it for two? I have no idea. Yes, that's exactly what happened. I'm not the one like. with the money on this game, so wow. I've not been paying attention. Wow. All right. Well, hey, look. look 36 hey, 5. Hey, this is what. <laughs> that's, that's the NFL. That'd absolutely be a scoregami. But look, I, I, uh, 
I, I, this is just one of those. I know we touched on it early, and it's not the most marquee game. But Do you Malik, think? But uh, look, Malik Wills was a was a guy that people thought could be in the Heisman race. It's Hugh Freeze, but a uh, good bounce back for Liberty after losing to Syracuse last week. There you go. Good, good. I'm glad we could get that in for you, Jeff. A couple other quick hitters as well. Oklahoma State with the ball, about four minutes to go, still up three here, seventeen fourteen. They were favored by three and a half or four, and a total this closed. Just looking at uh, where these ended up, right right around forty seven and a half. Uh, Baylor still does have two timeouts. As I look up, it's a, a second and six, and they are, man, this is a total sweat if you've got the Baylor side because Oklahoma State has the ball just outside the five-yard line. Second and six looks like from the uh, the eight. As this, again, as we talked about in our last hour, just this weird Oklahoma State offense that is now run first and rely on defense. Since when can we say that about a Mike Gundy coach team? But you're going to get a third down here. Uh, this is one of those spots, Jeff, I think if you're an Oklahoma State backer, you probably want them to get stopped and kick the field goal, right? Because if they score a touchdown here, then you're completely into, into backdoor territory up 10. Either way, if, if you're a Baylor better, you're going to need a lot of help because they, worst case scenario, Jeff should come away with three points, which would be covering that number of three and a half or four. I don't know. I think you're in a scenario now where if you're a Baylor backer, you want Oklahoma State to pick up the first down and run the clock out after that. Uh, uh, the issue is you have the only two problem timeouts. Is the only, you have two timeouts, and the problem is you're too uh, far deep. That's the problem. Well, uh, Spencer San- Sanders, Sanders throws just it firing away. it out of bounds. I don't know what that well, was. well, well, look. I, so and I, I, two. Let, well, oh, I know. Uh, it might be a bailout flag, but I will ask you this, though, Ben. Let, let's say this is a uh, let's say that this is a penalty on Oklahoma State and Baylor declines. On fourth and two at the six-yard line, if you're Oklahoma State, do you go here? Holding on the offense. They are accepting the penalty, which is absolutely, the cor- I think, the correct call. I don't know about that if I'm Baylor. Here's the, pri- here's the one thing. You it's know you're, you, yeah, the obvious hold on the right tackle. If you're Baylor, you know you're getting, more than likely, either they're going for it on fourth and two, and if you get a stop, you're only down three. Or they're kicking the field goal and you're down six, and you still have your two timeouts. Now, if Oklahoma State, what I would do if I were Oklahoma State is I'm running the ball on third and that is That is a good point. You, at I'm least you the force ball. them I'm, to use I'm, one timeout. I'm running, I'm running the ball here. Baylor down to one timeout instead of two. I would have I would have, I would have declined. Well, Oklahoma State is throwing the ball. Well, never mind. T- there you go. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. It's the exact same situation. Now it's fourth and inches as opposed to fourth and two. And if you're Oklahoma State, you uh, want Baylor, you got to call timeout. And finally, they do. They uh, about fourth and so it's actually going to be five, fourth, five extra seconds run off the oh, clock. What, fourth what, and a, and I. What is that spot? A whole yard short. It's going to be fourth. Oh, it's going to be the fourth and two that originally yeah. was anyway. Uh, and now Baylor has to use a timeout, assuming that uh, that they did with two fourteen to go. I would go for it if I was Oklahoma State. I think now, now, now that it's one timeout. Now that it's one timeout. If you get the now, if you're Oklahoma State, you get the first down. The game's over. Because Baylor would take that last time out. You would have, yeah, you would about have maybe two, about, a, yes, about, right. a, about a five-second differential at most. So that, and, that, was, and, that was a really bad decision by Aranda, Ben. It really was. In retrospect, it was. Yeah, it was a really bad decision. <laughs> now, here's Look, for, the, for Baylor, three and a half plus three and a half betters, that might no, be the decision that, might be the that, one saves, that saves you. you. <laughs> which is just amazing from the psyche of if you're a fan of Baylor, you hate the call. If you're a better of Baylor, I think I make the argument, Jeff, that was the best thing it could have had happen because you went from Oklahoma State, like I mentioned, guaranteed to at least get three, and you're now outside the number having to come down with two minutes to go on the road, having only scored 14 points in the game if you're Baylor, to now there is a very real scenario here, Jeff, where you've had, you have a basically a fourth and one at about the four-yard line 
where you pick up the first down and the game ends right there, which we did not think would would, would happen at whatsoever. Yeah, no, it, it couldn't. And here's the thing, though. If you decline the penalty and it's fourth and two and the original thing would still your two timeouts, remember. Game's not over then. Game's not game's not done there. So, look, uh, uh, it's just one of those where even if you take the timeout as well, Ben, after the penalty gets declined, you would have been able to get the ball back with even 40 seconds left if Oklahoma State runs it down. Uh, granted, if they get a touchdown, you're, you're in trouble anyway. I'm curious to see what Gundy does here. If he had a more reliable offense like he's had in the past, I would say it's 100% go. I still think this is 100% go anyway because if you, if you get stuffed here, Baylor still has to go 60 yards in order to get in field goal range here with being deep inside their own five-yard line. Fascinating decision here for Mike Gundy. I would go for it personally. Look, the, the, the anatomy of, of being a better and sometimes legitimately uh, going against what the team you are betting on and going against what that coaching He's strategy going for it. is. And Oklahoma State will go for it here with uh, two, right play. 2.14 to go while we wait for that play. By the way, Clemson has taken the lead. 16-13 Tigers as we are just now starting the fourth quarter uh, down at uh, Clemson where the Tigers were a 14-and-a-half up to 15-and-a-half point favorite in that spot. So Clemson does have the lead, but uh, and they do have the ball back at midfield. There was a terrible Boston College interception in that last sequence. But still, if you're a BC backer, you feel all right. Might get a little tense if they do uh, score another touchdown, Clemson, as they're going to have a third and about two with the Boston College 43. Uh, well, this, man, this is going to be a really interesting fourth and two. I don't think we're going to get the play in before the no, break. They, uh, they, they, just, they just ran it down, took a timeout, and now we're back on the sideline. I don't know what I don't The know clock what was stopped State's the whole time, Jeff. That didn't, didn't really make up. Well, they ran, they ran the play clock. Yeah. Tried to tried to oh, yeah. it. Not, not okay. Come on, Gundy. It's not going to work. These are college kids. I should, we should, we always need to remind ourselves of that. <laughs> college football, people. These are college kids trying to be disciplined. Uh, we will update you on that next. Also get a preview for our big late game coming up next here on Beeson Bet Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? 
This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSN, the sports betting network. Indeed helps find great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. We welcome you back. It's VSIN Bet Center. There is a lot happening in, in one particular game. I'm back with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. Oklahoma State and Baylor with a spread that was three and a half or four in favor of OSU in, in a final two-minute segment that has been, uh, Jeff, in, in, uh, in a word, interesting. Can you take? Can you take us through? Yeah, just, I got. I got can you. you. Can you just you, tell man. us what has happened the last two I, minutes? I, I got you. I, I, I'll go in my one shot here. I'll, oh, I'll, I'll stare at, at everyone. What a television here. professional. So here's how we Stand got down, here. Jeff. It was. Uh, it was a three point game here at seventeen fourteen. Then keep with, staring at the people. With uh, don't, look, don't look at me. You don't need my help. With two and a half minutes. That, thank you, Ben. With two and a half <laughs> minutes to go in the game, Baylor. By the way, at this point, has two timeouts left. Oklahoma State has three. Oklahoma State on a third down. They get it down to fourth and two at the four-yard line. But there's a holding call on Oklahoma State. Baylor accepts the penalty, push it back to third and 12 again. Or excuse me, yeah, pushes it back to third and 12. So, I don't know why Baylor did that. The next play, what do you think happens? Sanders runs for 10 yards. They have fourth and two anyway. Baylor takes their first, second timeout with two minutes and, 20 se- and two minutes and 14 seconds to go. Then this is where the fun begins. We're just getting started here. Oklahoma State then tries to run the clock, run the play clock down, try to get Baylor to jump. Doesn't work. Timeout Oklahoma State. That's their first timeout. Still 214 not going in the, uh, in the game. Still a three-point game. 
Baylor then out of the timeout. Great coaching here, Ben. Baylor has 12 guys on the field, and they only have <laughs> one timeout left. So they have to take their last timeout with the clock stopped. Timeout Baylor. Oklahoma State then out of that timeout does the same thing they did earlier. They try to get them to jump off sides again. So we're at, what, five aggregate timeouts? So this is another timeout. Oh, also, by the way, there was an injury as well on the previous play as well. Yeah, so irrelevant. so we have basically four timeouts. Oklahoma t- State takes another timeout. Then we finally get the fourth and two play. Touchdown, Oklahoma State. Oh, man. It is 24 to 14. Oklahoma State currently covering with two minutes to go. Baylor has the ball back. If you are a Baylor backer, you just had a wave of emotions that is probably going to end up in defeat. You here. are a little bit nauseous. Maybe yeah. a li- maybe more than a little. A little you're, bit you're, nauseous. You're on the scale of nauseousness. You're higher so, than zero. But look, look, in the end here, I, I actually praise Mike Gundy. He did the correct Good, thing. Yeah. You have to go for it there on fourth and two up three. Because even if you don't get it, you are making Baylor go 60 yards with no timeouts in a game where they haven't moved the ball particularly well, even to get into field goal range. So great job by Gundy. And in the end, he's going to be rewarded, and the Cowboys are going to be 5-0, and barring an absurd collapse in the last two minutes. We'll see if Baylor can get into the back door yeah. for their backers. Again, four or three and a half on the closing line. This has basically been a d- dead under the whole way. So you're good there. It was yeah. 47 and a half, even a backdoor touchdown would uh, would only bring this game to 45. So you're, you're going to be fine there. <laughs> Oklahoma State, 24-14. That's what we, that, these are the moments we live for uh, on, on VEASAN Betsetter, Jeff. And, and also it doesn't help Baylor now. Uh, they're now out of timeouts as a result of that. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't help. They had great coaching. Don't put, don't put 12 guys on the field when you're uh, coming out of Maybe, timeout. maybe, Just, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that uh, let's before this game starts jeff we've got about uh, 12 minutes till our pack 12 after dark we go from all of the, these shenanigans going on in in this uh this one late game uh, down in uh in stillwater between baylor and oklahoma state we go to pack 12 after dark which usually provides us a whole nother set it's like a, it, almost a just different prism of shenanigans as tonight we'll see arizona state take on ucla a couple of three and one teams in a spot jeff where uh, ucla was able to bounce back winning in stanford last week in a game that uh, they, they jumped out to a big lead, had to survive a late surge as they bounce back after that home loss to Fresno State. Bruins and Chip Kelly, the head coach, laying three in this spot against Arizona State. Also a 3-1 uh, and one team are the Sun Devils to this point. Kind of an interesting one to, uh, to handicap because you think about how Arizona State really struggled in that loss at BYU by 10, but they also had a similar bounce back. So the timelines, Jeff, for these two teams have been pretty similar. The win for ASU against an admittedly really struggling Colorado team at home, 35-13 last week. Three kind of seems like the correct number here, Jeff. It's just a matter of do you have any conviction on either side actually being able to cover? I'm going to take that as a no. No, no. Look, look, these late games this this year in the Pac-12 have been very difficult really handicapped. And look, here's the thing. If you made me play a side, I would take UCLA. If you made me do it. But Arizona State, and look, this is a year that, this was supposed to be the year that Herman Company took the step forward. And then, of course, you had the nonsense off the field with the with all that, the all, all the NCAA issues uh, that's still under investigation. You had that loss at BYU, which was a loss that, look, BYU's legitimately good. But that's a loss if you're a legitimate team. You probably need to win that game if you're Arizona State. The way they lost was infuriating as well. And UCLA, look, UCLA's really talented. They have a great run game. They Their defense obviously failed them against Fresno State at the end. Uh, but look, this is a pretty even matchup. The three at the Rose Bowl with UCLA being favored is right. That total's about right as well. So this is a complete stay off, and we'll see if we get something in-game that pops. 
It's, and it's a good point, too. Just because it's the, the late game of the night, it's going to be in, in a relatively speaking, a, a somewhat a standalone window. There's only one other. Uh, Hello, two, Hawaii. Uh, uh, two other games. But there is the Hawaii game. They host Fresno State tonight. It's uh, 11 o'clock on the East Coast. So it's, it's the classic thing, Jeff, just because you've been betting, watching college football all day. You don't, you don't necessarily need nah. to have a play going uh, in late, especially if you're sweating one of these, uh, these current games going on right now, of which there are many. And one, Jeff, we are about a play away here for Mississippi State pulling off the upset. They did drive down. Texas A&M had kicked a field goal with six minutes left down by five. Now, admittedly, they did have a fourth and 17 when they kicked the field goal, but Mississippi State able to drive right back down, get an answer of three points to go back up uh, by five in this spot. So right now, uh, Jeff, I'm trying to see where Texas A&M has the ball on the field, and um, I, I now see that it has just gone gone final so yes uh that is over mississippi state as about a touchdown underdog in this spot goes into college station and handles texas a&m they give the Aggies their second straight loss i mean like you got to give i mean mississippi state who is one and two coming in give them some credit will rogers 46 of 59 408 yards and three touchdowns tonight very impressive look uh, uh, but look. it was uh, yeah not not uh not the finest moment for a&m look look you Mississippi State's going to have games like that where the passing game's humming. That just, that's just the nature of the Mike Leach offense. But for Texas A&M, again, in a year that was supposed to be a year where the program, after last year's uh, number five ranking in the final college football playoff rankings, this was supposed to be the year that Texas A&M took the leap forward. I know Haynes getting hurt really threw a wrench into those plans, but can't lose at home to Mississippi State. Not this version of Mississippi State, at least. So, uh, look, and it doesn't get any easier. Alabama comes to town next week. And, Ugh. Ben, mm. I know I said 17 and a half. Even if that was 21, you really think Bama's not covering that game? I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Even, that, like, even up to, like, 23 I don't th- and a half, I, I still I think, think the, that's and, and also, too, like, the big problem for A&M, and again, I, I don't like really going after a, a college kid. But it's just, it's really hard to win with a backup quarterback, period, unless if your talent is so overwhelming. And especially with Calzada, who, is, who was a little bit better today, has struggled so far to really meet the moment since taking over after the injury for Haynes. I, it's just tough. And Jimbo's team, Jimbo has not done what was promised in College Station. He has another contract extension that was signed before this year. Uh, but look, uh, Jimbo's going to have to show something at some point in College Station, or that is going to be a big old bust of him going to college, going to Texas A&M, and there's going to be nothing to show for this era. No, you're right on that, and uh, well, you can you can you can criticize college players now, Jeff, because they they can get paid, so it's okay. You can you can go down that route. Speaking of getting paid, I mean Jimbo getting a lot of yeah, lot of money to, to, to lose games at home to Mississippi State as a touchdown. Well, not much positive EV on that contract. Uh, <laughs> Do you think Jimbo knows what the term positive EV means? I would doubt it. I don't think he does. I would doubt it. Uh, we try to do our best at giving you positive EV uh, angles on these games, uh, one of which is now over. All the chaos we saw in Stillwater has come to an end. Oklahoma State gets a late touchdown to cover the three and a half or four. 24-14, Mike Gundy's Cowboys, far from gunning and slinging it all over the place, but they're getting it done. Five and ways. 24-14, the game stays well under the 47.5 total. Admittedly, tough spot for Baylor after the big upset win yes, uh, last week against Iowa State, but that uh, has gone final. Meanwhile, we had been uh, keeping you posted on a couple of these still undefeated Big Ten teams as after Oregon's upset loss today at Stanford, 
that has really given us a little more clear picture of what the college football playoff, at least the representation, would come from. One of those slots likely being whoever comes out of the Big Ten, relatively speaking, unscathed. If somebody is able to run the table, looks like, at least for this week, Penn State and Michigan State both going to hold serve Jeff. Penn State continuing to pitch a shutout at home against Indiana. 21-0 now as they start the fourth quarter and covering the, uh, the 13 with ease to this point. Look, Penn State now is in the alternate game stretch of their schedule, starting tonight for the conference games, where it's game you should absolutely win, difficult game. Game you should absolutely win, difficult game. That's what it is. Next week, we're going to learn a lot. Huge game in Iowa City. Huge. Penn State, Iowa. Two undefeateds. Two teams that I think are absolutely capable of winning the Big Ten going at it next week. That's going to be an awesome one after Penn State has looked great again defensively against Indiana. Don't forget about Michigan State. They're still undefeated. 45-16 into the third quarter on Western Kentucky. I'm just saying the facts, Jeff. That's all I'm saying. We'll have more coming up next. Get a little MLB update after this on VEASAN Bet Center. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game. Plus, full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VSIN.com. Subscribe. We're back on VSIN Bet Center. All sorts of college football action to follow on a Saturday night. Back with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. One of our loyal listeners, Trip Tepper, chiming in the conversation on uh, Jimbo Fisher we had in the last break. If you, if you just missed it, uh, Texas A&M loses outright tonight as a seven-point home favorite to Mississippi State 26-22. We, we, we had the debate, Jeff. Does, does Jimbo Fisher know what the term positive EV means? And uh, Trip chiming in, uh, A&M really getting some good ROI on that $7.5 million <laughs> per year contract. Yeah, uh, golf clap, <laughs> golf clap trip. Well, well done. Uh, so A and M goes down. While we were just coming back out of the break, though, one of the more look, what a it, play. It, it, it is hard in college football where just ridiculous stuff happens. It seems like every five minutes. But to to to, to make both of us just have our jaws drop and go, wow, uh, it takes something special, Jeff. Can you begin to describe what Bo Nix just I accomplished can't. on four, on a fourth and I'm, two play for Auburn, down thirteen nothing at LSU? It was uh, again. I I I I don't I don't say this lightly. It was. It was very Mahomesian, where basically Bo Nix was just running around, looked like a chicken with his head cut off, trying to just escape the defenders <laughs> on LSU, and then he found a wide-open wide receiver when it looked like he was about to step out of bounds before throwing the ball. Incredible touchdown of uh, 35 yards, I believe it was, for Nix and Auburn, and Auburn's right back in the Auburn, game. Uh, uh, the, uh, thir- almost decapitated an LSU yeah, returner, so 13-7. 13-7 yeah. And uh, six-and-a-half in-game right now. All right, 4.50 to go in the half. You, you really just compared Bo Nix to Patrick Mahomes. That's what that play was like. That's I didn't, I didn't want to compare Bo Nix to Patrick I Mahomes. That might a, be the only time we ever do that. I, I kind of, well. Hopefully that's the only time we ever do that. Uh, Tyler Fromm, not sure if, he's, if there's any relation to, uh, to Jake there, but he is the Auburn man who, who, uh, who catches the pass in Bonex 10 of 16, 107 yards uh, and a touchdown so far. Uh, the only other uh, as well updates that we've been uh, following throughout the evening, Clemson and Boston College in what has been a pretty, uh, pretty tight game, Jeff, throughout. Uh, still at this point, as we play now uh, deep into the fourth quarter, it was 16-13. Clemson just kicked a field goal. So 
Uh, that basically seals it from a Boston College spread perspective. They were getting anywhere from 14.5 to 15.5 with your total of 46 or 47. 19-13 Clemson has been yet another struggle for DJ Uyunglele and the Tigers' offense, 441 to go. The question is, Jeff, as a uh, plus 570 money line underdog, can BC drive the ball on the Brent Venables' vaunted Clemson defense uh, on the road here? That's the only question. But if, if you if you did take Boston College, you should be, uh, should be safe here, right? I think I'm going to take a little piece of no. plus 700 right now on Boston plus College. Seven, plus, really? Plus 700? Yeah, I think I'm going to take a little piece You're five, of that. Plus 570 pregame? You have the ball down six in the fourth yeah, quarter? Yeah, uh, it's going to be actually plus 750. You can either take plus five and a half, plus 340, but, or plus 750 uh, on the money line. So that, I don't, yeah, so I don't those, see, those odds you see were before it, the field yeah, goal. Yeah, it's going to be pretty hard to uh, for Boston College to cover that five and a half and not win the game. Of course, they could miss a PAT and... We could have some real chaos there. You know what? I'm going to do it. Why not? Let's have some fun. No. Let's, yeah. You know what? Let's have Thank some fun you. Here. Thank Why you, not? Jeff. Why not? You, We're do all it. that money it took betting Liberty. <laughs> Roll it over. In-game, in-game money. You're taking line. it very, very, very small. Taking it very small. Okay. There you go. What, that Daniel Alvari unit or? Not a $2 bet. No, no. Just kidding. Look, look, no, no need to make fun of it. Look, look. We're, uh, we're, we're, uh. It's been a weird betting day today for college football because you've had, like you said, there have been a bunch of quality upsets mm-hmm. across the board. Stanford, Mississippi State, that just happened. Uh, you had some, uh, you had some dogs that looked relatively fun to pick today. Well, there were some trendy ones that I mean, got I blasted. Mean, I mean, Ole Miss didn't really come close to covering, even though they were one touchdown away from the back door. That was really Alabama the whole way through. And once they got stuffed on the fourth and one at the five. You knew that Bama was probably going to roll. Rutgers, who was one who saw action uh, up until the last moment when Ohio State saw some action again, and uh, Rutgers uh, got plastered by Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State continuing their stretch of scoring at least 50 points against Rutgers in every game they played yes. against them since moving to the Big Ten. How about a game, for the we, Scarlet Knights? game we didn't mention earlier? Within the discussion of the Big Ten undefeated teams, I mean, Michigan. I mean, Michigan to going Camp on Randall. the road as a, as a plus, uh, I got plus 115. Last nice. night on Michigan outright, and I know that was I know Wisconsin was a popular pick, especially in uh, in uh, on our Veasan dot com uh, mm-hmm. best uh, bets for college football. And look, there were there were plenty of numbers that indicated bet Wisconsin today, which was Michigan played a really bad second half against Rutgers. They had they couldn't move the ball. They had under fifty yards of offense. Mac Manero looked very shaky against a mediocre Rutgers team. Even though I chalked it up to Greg Schiano is a really good college coach and. Uh, Michigan kind of fell asleep because they're up by three scores at halftime. Uh, we know the trend of unranked team at home against ranked team when the home team is favored. Wisconsin was a two-point favorite in that game. and But look, in the end, Wisconsin just, there's just not any good this year. It's going to happen to programs like that where the bottom falls out relatively quickly. And for one year, they look like barely a bowl team. If, they might not be a bowl team this year, Wisconsin. So good on Michigan. We didn't include them in the last segment of a of, of potential Big Ten East threats, Michigan is. Any, any of those four, Penn State, Ohio State, uh, Michigan State, and Michigan, all of them are threats until at least they lose. By the way, Indiana at least just got a fourth and goal stop against uh, Penn State to uh, to basically cement the under in that game uh, for good. Uh, even if we get some late-game chicanery, you should be good on that preflop under yeah, there with that stop. John Clifford Stonewall looking for the QB sneak on fourth and goal at the one-yard line. So 21 nothing, Penn State on top of Indiana, 10-29 to go. Uh, but th- that, despite that stop, if you're a Penn State backer, if you laid the full 13 pregame, you still should be good. 
still at 10.36 to go. There is uh, some time left uh, in that game. And uh, by the way, Boston College moving the ball. Jeff, get a first down. Now eight yards on first and 10. Four, 10 to go. Clemson 19, BC 13. And they are just shy of midfield right now, uh, BC. Also want to mention one, uh, and, and there's your updated line as well. Jeff mentioned he got that uh, man, nice to, nice of you to get the uh, what the 7-1 seven, seven to one ticket. Whereas you see what I, that uh, that updated money line went to at uh, DraftKings at plus five and a half. Is DC just short of a third I, down? I will say this. Down. I don't mind right now. I might actually take a little of it myself also just to have it. I don't mind because this drive's moving a little bit quicker than you would like uh, to not leave any time for Clemson potentially. Uh, like Boston 20 College, to, well, Boston College picks outcome. up a fourth of one. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to see if I can still get that number. It doesn't look like I can. It looks like my... Uh, my main uh, continuous uh, in-game out here in Nevada has gone to money line only. They have, so I'm not. Uh, yeah, uh, but but look, if if you have an out right now that that is five and a half, I at a big bloated plus price on the five and a half. I don't hate that right now at all. I really don't. They did get a quarterback sneak on third and one. Pick up the first down, taking first, a first, shot first down to the again. thirty-two yard line for Boston College. Flowers makes the catch. So the the Eagles are a moving. As you mentioned, though, Clemson has all has actually two of the three timeouts still remaining. Three ten to go. BC has moved deep into Clemson territory with relative ease in about uh, six plays here to start the drive, and they're going up tempo. Three oh five and counting going for the uh, for four and Boston College. As a Grossel, the quarterback has completed all three of his passes for thirty nine yards. Now going end zone, but it's overthrown. So uh, we'll, we'll keep our tabs on that game. One uh, there was one game that I wanted to mention, Jeff, that was was in the potential camp of horrific beat. On the total, where we saw Michigan State and Western Kentucky combined for 58 first-half points in a game that was lined 66 and a half, through the first, uh, well, the, the third quarter produced three points, and you thought, well, all right, Michigan State up big in this spot, 45-17, maybe they just kind of sit on the ball and this thing ends. But no, don't worry, everybody. If you took over 66 and a half, you got there. Hilltoppers touchdown, 45-24 now, 13-12 to go. Michigan State will cover that 11-point spread. Uh, Jeff, I, I wonder too with Michigan. Uh, I should say Michigan State going to cover that eleven point spread. I, I wonder with the Spartans now. Talk about these undefeated teams in the Big Ten. You look at what they're going to have uh, coming up for Mel Tucker and, and a team that we kind of think is is overachieved to a point. Uh, you, you're going to go at Rutgers. Uh, at Rutgers, a team that just got spanked yeah, by that, Ohio that's, State. That's, that's an interesting spot next week. I'm curious to see what that line is. I, I'm curious because Rutgers was embarrassed today. That game was over quick. As soon as uh, the Rutgers quarterback uh, threw the intercept, the pick six, it was done. 90, 95 seconds in the game, game was completely over. But look, this is, we're getting to the scenario here for Michigan State where they'll probably win next week, even though that is not the greatest of spots at Rutgers, uh, with Rutgers coming off that horrible performance. Then Indiana, and Indiana is an interesting spot with the bye week and then Michigan looming after the mm -hmm. bye. So look, they're. You get by these next two games, you can really talk about, all right, is Michigan State going to get to 10-0 with Ohio State and Penn State as their final two games? That is a legitimate scenario, which for a team that was supposed to be in a rebuild, very impressive for Mel Tucker in year two there in East Lansing. And look, our, our guy Sean King on the nightcap has guaranteed a Michigan State Big Ten championship. We're going to have to see if Sean's right in the end. I don't think he's going to be, but... Well, the former Super Bowl champions good has been yeah. on has been has been right with a few things in college football so far this year, especially Clemson. He's been spot on so far. All right. We'll see.
Lots, lots of tools have to happen. On the other side, I, I do promise we will get our breakdown of MLB action coming up next. Also, get ready for our NFL previews for week four right after this on VSIN Bet Center. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Bet Center is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a smoke-free, spit-free, and hassle-free tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime. You never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, Jeff Parles' favorite, coffee, and citrus. Zinn can be found at convenience stores nationwide, so you can find your Zinn wherever you are. Zinn's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell. Plus, it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your every day. Also, Zinn comes in two strengths. You have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zinn contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers 21+. plus. Learn more and find your local retailer at Zinn.com. That is Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We're back. It is this final segment of the second hour on Bet Center. You're on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, back with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. If you're uh, new to the show, what we do, kind of a hybrid track, a lot of in-game scenarios, especially in college football, while also looking ahead to uh, to the NFL slates for tomorrow as we roll all the way until 1 a.m. on the East Coast. Our producer behind the glass, Wyatt Tomchek, working hard, keeping us up to date on all the uh, college football happenings. He also has been kind enough to build, uh, build out some biographics. I'm not sure why we needed to do that, but we did. We did, Jeff. Oh, all right. I was going to set up Jeff's first. Uh, so, Jeff, this is apparently my bio here. And uh, just a chance to, to reminisce on winning that great Yale money line bet over Baylor in the 2016 NCAA tournament. My first career winning bet uh, being in Las Vegas. Uh, a bet placed in Las Vegas. That Washington football team, plus nine, you remember that pretty well. That was a Dwayne Haskins uh, strip sack. Fumble returned 60 yards for a touchdown as time expired after the Eagles scored a touchdown with, uh, I think, a minute to go to take the lead after being down 27-23. I did not cover the plus nine. And, uh, yeah, I got, you know, I got, got the golf in there, too. It's a really, that's a really professionally done biographic. That's, a, that, that, Great that, that, that's a very, uh, a very much uh, uh, there, a very nice humble brag at the end there uh, on, the, on the golf <laughs> golf handicap. Great, you great, would great. like that. Did great. you put your handicap in there, Jack? Oh, come on. On. Should have, you should have just put last time out. Wasn't absolutely terrible. See, look, I uh, I I went I went very generic here. I, get, I I went the same. Uh, first off, I love the. Wait, the, it, when did you get one of the headshots? I got a headshot back uh, back in uh, 2019 when I was hosting the old show Market Watch that we used Market to do Watch. from uh, seven to nine Eastern time. Uh, grew up in Allendale, New Jersey. You and I both Mizzou grads. Uh, 2015. Uh, that guy, hey, two-time producer for numbers. That is a, that have, is that should be your number one. That bullet should point. probably be my number one bullet point. Um, just trying to think, the worst bet. What what's the worst beat that I've had? I've had a lot of. Bad uh, ones. your your worst you know, your worst ones. beat is pretty easy. Northern Iowa money line against ah, yes. Texas A&M that's right. NCAA tournament. That's right. Twenty seventeen. Yes, think. that's right. Up eleven with fifty six seconds. Excuse me, fifty one seconds to go. Kind of lose the game in double overtime. That's hundred percent right. That's the worst. I like how we put hundred percent right. Our, our bets are just part of our bio, which I think, which is, you know, it's like as a as a better, that's part of your part of your history here. What have what bets have you won? What have you lost? That are just hilarious to look back. I, the Yale one was great because there was a, a drunk guy from Chicago sitting was, next to me who had like five grand on Baylor, 
and kept getting very agonized. That was every... the game where Torian Prince was asked afterwards, how did Yale out-rebound you, and then described how people get rebounds. It was not a good day for Baylor. <laughs> but now those days are through since Baylor's a national championship. Amazing champion in college back basketball. Back then, you could, you could, no matter the circumstances. If Fade Scott Drew at any cost, can't do it anymore. Scott, that was a 5-12 game. Yale, yeah. Yale was pretty good that year. They, uh, they almost the Greatest backdoor the push round. of all time in the next round against in the, Duke. In the but round. anyway, Ben. We don't, yeah, we don't want to start just talking about some teams and yeah. talking about some guys. I uh, wanted to get in a quick, because oh. Noah has any significant, oh, sorry, the one significant update is Boston College was forced, forced into a, a fourth and nine. They went for it, BC did it, about the 30-yard line of Clemson. Did not get it. Had about an eight-and-a-half-yard eight pass completion. Stopped short, but they still had all of their timeouts, so they're able to get a three-and-out of Clemson. They get the ball back, 148 to go. BC out of timeouts, down 19-13 to Clemson catching as many as 15 and a half points in this game. Jeff, you had a little sprinkle, live 7-1 to one money line as Boston College has moved the ball the effectively, and here we again. go, 15-yard completion up to the Clemson 49. So they're, they're going to have a shot They'll at it. They'll have this. a chance. Look, look I, I was on Boston College plus 15 and a half pre-flop, so that, that, that I feel pretty good about. Again, if we lose that, that's going to be worse uh, than that, your that, Dwayne Haskins. That, that, but, that won't happen. But look, this is just one of those, again, where we, we have to really start just looking at Clemson there, we, we knew this already going into this game. This is a shell of what this program has been the last decade, a little less than a decade since uh, Sweeney has taken over there and obviously had that unbelievable run with elite quarterbacks. And now you're in a scenario where you just have to treat Clemson as a pretty average team. And I'm very curious to see when the adjustment comes from behind the counter. I would imagine if Boston College pulls this off, that that adjustment will come next week for Clemson, that they will be downgraded in a huge way. I would argue even if even if uh, Boston College doesn't uh, come back here, that we're looking at a big up, uh, big downgrade on the Clemson Tigers. Did they, they have to. a catch, by the way? They did. That's a catch. Second and three, pass to the sideline, caught at the 28-yard oh, line. And uh, he got two feet down. Yeah. So Boston College on the move. We'll, we'll keep you posted uh, throughout that drive. The other couple scores to, to report on, they have gone to the half in Baton Rouge, Jeff. 13-10 LSU. Auburn, after that crazy touchdown on fourth and two, Bo Nix, as Jeff described today, Mahomes-esque throw falling out of bounds for a touchdown. They do get a stop, and they get a field goal. So after it looked like this might be one-way traffic for LSU, 10 straight points to end the half, and LSU, Jeff, who was laying three pregame, they're laying a half a point uh, so for three the, and a half. the second half. So three and a half live if, if you still want to get involved there. Uh, meanwhile, throw caught at the 11-yard line with, Clem- with no Clemson- defenders around. What is Clemson doing? First off, Boston College, don't score too quickly here, guys. <laughs> Don't score too quickly. 57 seconds left. They, they needed three plays to get in the red zone. What it, wow. This I, is ridiculous. Look, look if, if you're Clemson here and you lose this game, you're you're staring. Another level right there. You're staring at six and six. Like, then any, look, I, again, I like Boston College. I think they're pretty good. But with the backup quarterback, and I like Grizel, oh, that's almost a game-ending interception. Probably should have been. sets of Clemson hands. Um, but, but look, this is. Even if Clemson holds here, this is a really ugly, ugly win for Clemson. But look, at this point, you're not handing them back. That's just what this is for Clemson in 2021. Think about the wins, too. 14 I mean, it barely beat Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Who isn't good? Granted, Georgia Tech. I mean, Georgia Tech today well, gave Pitt. Pitt, who is, a, who is a good offense. Kenny Pickett's underrated, even though he does some things that make you pull your hair out from time to time. But they gave him 50-plus today. And Clemson scored 14 on Georgia Tech. That happened. And it's 19. It's not like 
It's not even like a high-scoring game where you can say, all right, yeah. the offense finally showed oh, up. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's it. That's it. That's it for, for, for oh, Boston College. Bad snap. That is how you lose? Yeah. Bad snap right through the wickets. Quarterback can't fall on it. Clemson recovers. Wow. And, uh, That's brutal. That's brutal for Boston College. over. 1913 wow. Clemson. They will survive. They don't cover. Stays way under the closing total. Uh, wow. Well, that'll be our, at least for now, our last word on college football. We will keep you posted on it if any of the uh, late games produce some uh, betting-worthy talk later on in the show. But let's just get our, our two minutes in on, on the baseball, Jeff, uh, mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And on a day where with so much still at stake in the AL wildcard race, that's really the only thing still up for grabs. NL West, you could see a potentially a game 163 forced as it looks like the Dodgers will beat the Brewers. They're up 6-1 right now. Giants lost yesterday, so Giants a one-game lead over the Dodgers going into game 162. Uh, But right now, Mariners just scoring twice in the bottom of the fifth as we speak. They take a 3-1 lead on the Angels. They were a pretty heavily priced favorite today with the Angels having nothing to play for in this spot. Uh, Jeff, minus 187 behind us at Circa. But you're looking at a position where today the Yankees get crushed by Tampa. The Blue Jays win in dominant fashion. The Red Sox are able to get a win 5-3 behind Tanner Houck when they beat the Nationals on the road. So you're, you're in a position where, as we speak, Jeff, your up-to-date wild card standings, as I get the refreshed ones in front of me right now, Boston and New York tied for the top wild card spot. Toronto a game back. Seattle now up 3-1. If they win, Jeff, you're going to have Seattle a game back as well. Going into the final day of the MLB season, and you would have there is a scenario out there where you have four teams tied for the basically two different spots in the wild card. You would have a number of different playoffs. This is just fascinating from a betting perspective as well. Going into a final day where you have these four teams all playing against teams who are either out of postseason play or whose postseason fates, like in Tampa Bay's case, they already know they're they're the top seed. They're the AL East champs. Look, if I was Tampa, I, I, you're gonna love you're gonna love my theory here. If I were to raise blow the game, I don't want to win tomorrow. They own the New York Yankees. They just do. And as much as I think Tampa is capable of beating anyone, by the way, yesterday I took Tampa to win the American League, and I took them to win the World Series, uh, uh, plus 315 behind us here at Circa, right. plus 850 at William Hill here in town. Um, if you're Tampa, Yankees are your best matchup. Then I think it's Boston, and Seattle are pretty much. If I'm Tampa, I would love to get Boston. I, I don't know, I just, I don't know Toronto, how that bullpen Toronto's the, Toronto's the only team that kind of scares me for a first-round series. Who ends up three. being the two wild cards? I think it's Boston-New York. That's what so? I think we're getting. Yeah, I would love to see all four ties. I want tie. three to tie. Three to tie is the more fun one. We get more games that way, Ben. We'll still have more of that coverage coming up as we uh, continue. We'll start our NFL previews, though, on the other side right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 